You're listening to The Philip Jordan Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome into The Philip Jordan Show. I'm your host, Philip Jordan, in-studio host and producer of Thousand Woods Football on 96.9 The Legend and Auburn writer for Last Word on college football. On today's show, we're going to go over some college football and some in-state news some cool stuff going on the last couple of days we'll talk about all of that and i'm going to play a interview i did back in the fall with david schultz from locked on sunbelt as i've told you guys here i am going back to school i'm going to troy university uh pursuing a degree in sports management minoring and communications so one of my classes i had to interview somebody that is in the field i obviously want to be in and I reached out to David Schultz, and we uh, had a 16-minute conversation just about his path to the sports media profession. So we'll talk about that with him. A uh, good 16-minute conversation there, and as I said, with some of the current new stuff going on in college football, some stuff at Alabama, and some former in-state quarterback news as well. All that and more on today's edition of The Phil Jordan Show. You can check out the Philip Jordan Show podcast over at wiregrassdailynews.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review, and I will read it on a future edition of this show. And if you leave just four stars, you are just a straight-up hater. You can email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. All right, so before I play my conversation I had uh, with those Schultz, which I'm telling you, if you're interested in being in sports media, this is one of his interviews you need to hear. And you're going to be hearing these I've done for these school interviews, these school projects over the next couple of weeks. I've got one with Chris Gordy. I'm going to play next week. I'm going to break that down into two parts. We went about 50 minutes on that one. So we're going to break that into two episodes next week. And also Doug Amos. He is over there in Montgomery on the uh, the Max Roundtable and many, many other podcasts, stuff like that. So I'll have one with him the following week. So kind of give you an idea what we're going to be doing guest-wise uh, next couple weeks. The only way that will change, I have some stuff I'm working on uh, guest-wise for future episodes, but if those do happen next week, then we'll push some of those interviews back. But that right now, that is kind of like the plan the next two weeks here on the show. But let's jump into some news that's been going on in the last couple of days. There's only get one episode this week here on a Wednesday. And let's talk about college football playoff. Uh, Ross Dellinger, this comes from him from over at Yahoo Sports. College football leaders on Tuesday adopted a change to the 12-team expanded playoff model, moving to a 5-plus-7 system that incorporates five automatic qualifying spots for the highest-ranked conference champions and seven at-large spots for the next highest-ranked teams. They were going with the 6-plus-6 model, but that was before – Pretty much the Pac-12 was destroyed. Uh, then you would have the five Power Five conferences, champions teams would get in, and then you'd have an at-large, uh, the next highest-ranked uh, conference champion, you know, blah, 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 and then you'd have six at-large. So now you just shrink that. You just take away one is the Power Four, and then the next highest-ranked conference champion. Look, I feel like that's going to be traditionally going to be the AAC that's going to be the team that you get there. But who knows? Maybe uh, somebody can rise about a Sun Belt Conference USA. They've had some good teams. Look, I'm just going to be honest. I don't see the Mac or Mountain West being one of those teams. But, hey, we never know. We'll, we'll see what happens 
in the future. Also, uh, with this, the four highest-ranked conference champions earn a bye into the quarterfinals, and then also like which with the semifinals that are going to be played at a rotation of the six ball size. So, like I said, in the first round, the top seeds will get a home playoff game. But if you're one of the top four seeds, you're not going to get that, which I, I still don't like that. I've kind of made my opinion clear about that. I don't like that you're one of the top four teams, but you don't get a home game. So, looking at Georgia, we can expect Georgia most years to be one of those top four teams. They're going to be an SEC contender, them, Texas, uh, right now in the near future at least. We'll see what happens with Alabama. But still, so you're saying they don't get the home playoff game. I wouldn't be shocked if we go to 16 very quickly after the 12 just because they want to get their certain teams into the first round where they can host those playoff games. But that's kind of where we're sitting at right now. Now it says in the 2024 playoff, the first round games will be played at the home site of the better seed, which I just talked about. We'll kick off the third week of December. One game will be played on Friday night, December 20th. And then the next three will be played on Saturday, December 21st. So that's going to be a big Saturday, a triple header of college football playoff games. They will go head to head with the NFL on some stuff there. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Now, the f- interesting thing here, too, when you look at Notre Dame, they cannot get a first round buy in this model and where they currently stand as an independent because they are not in a conference. You have to be a conference champion to be one of those top four seeds. And when you look at that, too, in Notre Dame, they could be undefeated in a one team in the country. They're playing in the first round. They're not getting a first round by. So that's another thing, too. I'm sure over years this thing will see some some change here. And the, the TV contract thing, it's like they started to announce it and they didn't announce it. So we'll kind of see how that goes. We'll get some updates on that as we move forward on that one. Now, Alabama has added some coaches to uh, the coach staff there okay in the board course last week. We talked about this. Uh, Ryan Grubb, who is believed to be the office coordinator, coming with DeBoer from Washington. He is going to be the Seattle Seahawks office coordinator. So where did that leave Alabama with an office coordinator? Well, Alabama has named Nick Sheridan to be its office coordinator and quarterbacks coach. And also Jamarcus Shepard will be the new assistant head coach, co-office coordinator, and wide receivers coach. Of course, like I said, replacing Ryan Grubb, who was coming with Kalen DeBoer. I wouldn't be too worried about any of this with Alabama from a coaching standpoint because it's Kalen DeBoer's offense. We know his his track record being an office coordinator, what he does with offenses, what he does with quarterbacks, all that stuff. So looking at it from that standpoint, I wouldn't be too worried about it. It's, it's his offense. It's like – with Kirby over that Georgia, I'm not worried about the defense because I don't care who the defense coordinator is. It's Kirby. It's his defense. And mostly with Nick Saban, you never really had to worry about the defense too much because of Nick Saban's defense. So I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. Now, in a statement, Coach DeBoer said this, Nick and Jamarcus are both fantastic coaches, and we are excited to have them join us at Alabama. They have experience in our offense, and they know what we are trying to accomplish on that side of the football they both bring passion and enthusiasm to their work and have proven to be excellent teachers and recruiters at every stop of their careers. Sheridan is 35 years old. Uh, he was hired to be the tight ends coach at Alabama, but now obviously being bumped up to office coordinator. Uh, he was with Washington from 2022 to 2023. And also, he is a former quarterback at Michigan, and uh, his only office coordinator experience came when he was with Indiana from 2021, which – I believe that was him replacing the board when he was at Indiana. Now for Shepard, he's 40. Um, 
He worked with the great wide receivers there at Washington, uh, Roma Dunze and then Jalen Polk, uh, to name a few. And then he has been on the board's coaching staff over the last couple of years. So guys with experience would watch with what Kalen DeBoer wants to do. And plus, look, these things, these are good coaches. We see what they've done. And look, at the end of the day, it's DeBoer's offense. Uh, and lastly, just this is not college football related to a degree, but these are two former in-state quarterbacks, Troy and Alabama. So last week on the show, I had Brandon Silvers on. Of course, he played last year in the XFL for Houston Roughnecks. We know him from his time at Troy. I still say one of the best quarterbacks in the history of Troy football. We talked a little Super Bowl with him last week, too. But Brandon Silvers was not on a roster when we talked last week. And then the day after, uh, when the podcast kind of came out, announced that he was picked up and he signed by the St. Louis Battlehawks who had recently released one of their quarterbacks. But it looks like he will not be the starter there. A.J. McCarron is coming back. He will be coming back with the St. Louis Battlehawks. Of course, he was the MVP of the XFL last year. So really good quarterback room there for the St. Louis Battlehawks. You know, we'll, when we get closer to the season or maybe with training camp, uh, maybe we'll have somebody, particularly Birmingham Stallions-wise, to kind of talk about with that. Uh, we probably won't go week by week. Uh, UFL stuff, but maybe as we get closer to that league kicking off this season, of course, it's the merge between the USFL and the XFL uh, with some Birmingham Stallions content, or maybe if we can find some people that maybe not too far from here in the Wiregrass uh, that play in the league or it's got experience from one of the schools here in Alabama or Florida, Georgia. We'll, we'll see what we can do, but uh, I will for sure have somebody on to kind of give us an idea, a primer for that league when we get closer to the season, which kicks off on March 30th. When Birmingham takes on Arlington, which those are the two champions from the two leagues that are now merged. Well, anyway, now I'm going to play my conversation with uh, David Schultz. Of course, they're the host of Locked on Sunbelt. Now, this interview was done when David Schultz was still with 103.3 The Goat there in Lafayette, Louisiana. Of course, at this point, he is no longer with that radio station. But like I said, we do talk about that a little bit, just him getting there in Lafayette, Louisiana. So that, that will be part of it, which is still part of the career path and everything else. So a lot of good nuggets in here from David Schultz, especially if you're interested in perhaps getting into the broadcasting, the sports media world, or if you're just kind of interested on behind the scenes or you know how, how it is when you're pursuing that career. Talk about that. Then we'll jump into a question of the week. I posted on Facebook and X last week talking about who is the GOAT, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. But first up, uh, a one-minute spot here talking about all the stuff going on over at DGO Strategies and Wireless Daily News. And then my conversation with David Schultz from Locked On Sunbelt. 96.9 The Legend is your connection to classic country legends. But Digio Strategies has other options too. News Talk 103.9 is your source for America's top news and entertainment shows like Rick and Bubba in the morning, Glenn Beck from 9 till 11 a.m. and Clay Travis and Buck Sexton middays from 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. Sean Hannity, Lars Larson, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh and others fill your day with the latest news and views from America's top conservative voices. America 
night, and Coast to Coast AM keep you company and connected throughout the night. Plus, Fox News, the Alabama Radio Network, and Wiregrass Daily News keep you informed with national, international, state, and local news, and with more musical choices like all the hits 1067 KMX, Today's Country 955 WTVY, and Music 1077 Digio Strategies gives you more choices and more variety. Listen on air, online, and on our apps. 96.9 The Legend is just the beginning. Joining me on the show today is David Schultz. You can check him out every day over on Locked on Sunbelt. And David, I appreciate you joining me on today's show. Thanks, Philip. Really appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great to have you on. And uh, being in sports radio, just for you, how did it all start? Well, I wanted to be a Major League Baseball announcer. Uh, that's a story in itself, but I spent, I think, 13 years in minor league baseball, 11 uh, as a broadcaster, and the opportunities just ran out. So I ended up uh, moving to Miami because I thought there'd be more opportunities there. I could not find a job in Syracuse, uh, either in Syracuse or from Syracuse, so I picked up and moved. And fortunate, I had, I had a, a good friend of mine put me up for a little bit. Uh, did a little radio at WIOD. I was doing news uh, on the weekends at the same time George Sedano was doing Miami Heat uh, basketball pre and post. Uh, and then I also did uh, updates for ESPN West Palm, which Evan Cohen was hosting in the afternoons. And those guys have made it big time, obviously. Uh, the, broad- the broadcasting at the time was only part-time gig, so it didn't pay very well. And I ended up getting a really cool job in hospitality down in uh, or at the Jim McLean Golf School at the Durrell. And that's pretty neat. So you get, you know, you're outside most of the day. You're outside a lot and meeting a lot of interesting people. Uh, but then the economy hit. I was kind of stuck for a bit. I stayed in... I was doing a little part-time radio, little updates in, in South Florida on uh, WQAM. And I got another full-time job in hospitality down at the Ocean Reef Club. And here's where the track begins. They kept on bringing in these uh, motivational speakers and say, you know, if you want to be somewhere else, you got to be somewhere else. You only have one life. And so if this is not exactly what you want to do, you got to go do it. So I said, all right, well, let me try and start a podcast. I hadn't had any radio stuff for a long time and so i just put some tapes together and started applying and out of the blue i got a job in lafayette louisiana the fastest any job opening has ever had i applied on a thursday interviewed on like a sunday and a monday offered on a wednesday negotiated on a thursday and gave my notice on a friday and two weeks later labor day 2013 i was in lafayette louisiana and you said you went to Syracuse, right? No, I went to SUNY Oswego. I went to Oswego State. Okay. 40, 45 minutes north of uh, Syracuse. I'm from Syracuse, New York. Okay, gotcha. I was just making sure, just to clarify. So, and, and then, you know, when you got out of college, you know, and you was, you know, obviously pursuing, you know, the baseball announcer, was there like internships and stuff like that you had to go through with that and then the other, you know, in the early parts? Well, I guess technically I had an internship. My first internship was in, uh, I got a job in baseball in 1992 with the Wichita Wranglers. That was double A of the Padres at the time. Uh, Bruce Bochy was the manager. Uh, I still have friends from that year. 
from around the country uh, and friends that I ended up working in Wichita uh, that I stayed in touch with. Uh, but that was my first year. I made $400 a month, uh, and they paid for the furnishings of the apartment. Not the apartment, but they gave us the furniture. <laughs> and, and 50% off concessions. So we played cost for concessions at uh, – at the ballpark, but it was it was a great learning experience. They won the championship. It was just a, it was a whole whole lot of fun. It, it just you know how important it is too is somebody that's pursuing that as a career. You know that's that's their career path. Just getting reps. Just just you know just doing work. Just getting you know yeah. better and doing whatever you can do. It is important. I um, I was doing. I got. Uh, it turns out that the broadcaster for that team, the Scott Masteller ended up being a big time radio, a big time ESPN radio executive uh, for the better part of two decades. And um, he was doing play by play at the time. And uh, I would do the post game interview. We somehow got it set up to where I could go down on the field. I would, first off, I recorded it on just a, a regular cassette player back in 1992. And somewhere along the way, I, I missed, I lost it. Uh, on the on the recorder, I, I either fast forwarded too far or rewound it too far, and I lost it. He goes, "That's it. We're going to do this live." So we got a Walkman, so I could plug in two headphones. We could hear each other, and that's and I'd go down on the field. I'd have the wireless microphone. He plugged the microphone into his radio equipment, so I was doing a live thing on the field, and then he would ask a couple of questions. Um, try to do a couple of games, <laughs> and. You know, I was going to just do a few innings, and somewhere along the way, that didn't go. That wasn't kosher for management. So, of course, they're like, well, why don't you do a, a uh, doubleheader? And I'm like, okay, I'll do the second game of the doubleheader. And the minor leagues are seven innings, so it won't be too bad. Of course, the first game was like two to one and done in like an hour and 30 minutes. The second game was like a eight-seven game, you know, two and a half hours. I was spent, you know, going back and forth. Um, it was uh, It was not the greatest broadcast. They gave me a shot. I did a little bit. The National Baseball Congress World Series is there as well. That's an amateur tournament two weeks in the summer. I did some play-by-play for that. Um, I did some play-by-play the next year in high desert. Very little, but someone gave me a shot with the Corpus Christi Barracudas um, the following year. That's where my broadcasting career began. And, uh, and on the on the sports type, uh, the sports talk side of things, you know, that's another thing. If people want to get into that, what, what's like the path, or what are the challenges, you know, of getting into that field? Uh, challenge of getting into which field? I'm sorry. Uh, the sports talk, being a sports talk radio host, like the, you uh, know, the, Well, it is very. The the industry has changed since I got into it. Right, it's now all on TV, and there's streaming services. You know. I, I don't know how to crack a big market because the only two markets I've been in are Lafayette and Mobile, right? And probably some ageism in there somewhere, but I can't do anything about that. You know, I'm in my mid fifties. Um, the two, you know, the, my first go around, it took a bit, but I was the most listened to sports show in Lafayette and ended up being the most listened to sports show in Mobile, but those two places didn't work out. And I'm fortunate enough to be back, uh, in Lafayette. Um, you know, you just, you just got to send stuff out. There are, a lot of job openings all of a sudden. People are getting out. I will say that it's not the most stable of all industries. Um, so people are getting out, and there are job openings across the country. Denver just had some job openings. I think Sacramento has some job openings. 
there seemed to be job openings across the country. I was op- I was up for a job in uh, New Orleans before I ended up here in, in Lafayette. Uh, you just got to, you know, with it, everything online, you can easily find where the job openings are and just send stuff out. Right. I, I had um, I applied for a job in Norfolk, Virginia. I didn't get that one. I applied. Yeah, the, the one in Lafayette, Louisiana came about fast. Right. Some of these places take two or three months to get you going. Um, and you realize you're on their time. And so when someone does it really quickly, it's, you know, even this, even this job opening in Lafayette happened really over a couple of weeks. I, yeah. Which seems like a long time when you're looking for work, but it really isn't. So there are, you know, there's not difficult, uh, find some websites with all the radio stations listed and, uh, and just start emailing people. And then it's not difficult to find their information online. I would hold off on the phone calls. Uh, you know, if you can't, if you don't have on air experience just yet, see if you can, you know, and you're in town, go, go knock on a door, right? You don't even have to, you know, uh, you know, send out emails or something like that. See if you can just meet with them. How, how do you get in the door? Maybe you do promotions. Maybe you do news updates or sports updates before you get a show. Uh, there's these easy ways to, to make connections and people are always as sad as it is, especially in radio, people are always looking for cheap labor. So if you can be cheap labor, you'll always have a place in radio, which is why it makes it very difficult to make a living in it. <laughs> oh, well, I'm finding that out right now too. So I know what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, and you talked about, you know, when you started, you know, in the early nineties to now, I mean, you know, with podcasts and you talk about streaming YouTube, just when, when you look at the industry, I mean, how much has, I mean, what have been like some of the real major big changes you've seen? Well, in baseball, people are hiring local. There have been some, it, 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 it's good and bad, right? Just because you're an A ball or double A for baseball ticket, uh, doesn't mean you can't do major league baseball. Uh, but usually you had to spend time in A ball, double A and triple A before you got there, right? Very, I mean, Matt Excursion, I think, even spent, he spent at least five years in the minors. One, two, three, four, five, six years in the minor leagues. Matt Excursion, right? Mm-hmm. And at least six years in the minor leagues, and he moved all the way up. He did one in short season, one in long A, two in double A, and two in triple A. Now, he got a big break by doing the, the ESPN2 stuff during the strike, but uh, he's very good, obviously. Uh, but he even spent six years in the minor leagues, but he was moving up now. I mean, now the Mets are hiring people because they're sitting there in, you know, in Brooklyn calling Coney Island, you know, baseball. So, you know, people get, people are getting the jobs because they are what, what radio has become Philip, And it doesn't matter if it's major league baseball or talk. And I noticed it in talk, it's very hard to get a job and talk from out of town. I've been very lucky three times now to get a sports talk job from not being from that area. Radio has become real estate. Uh, It's location, 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 wherever you are um, is where they're, is where they're doing the hiring. It is incredibly to do local. That's why I moved and got it, you know, jobs in Miami. I never would have gotten those, never would have gotten any one of those jobs in Miami if I was not in South Florida. Um, And so you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be there. You know, maybe a few years ago when I did lose the original job in Lafayette, you know, I probably should have picked up and gone to Charlotte, had another roommate there, college roommate there that would have put me up for a little bit and just see what I can do for two or three weeks, see if I can make some contacts there. 
It's probably what I should have done, but I didn't. But, uh, but it is, it's important to be, it's not the worst of all ideas, right? Pick where you want to live and go live there and, you know, go pick up some odd jobs, whatever they may be, just to get by while you're trying to make contacts where you want to work. And, you know, uh, last question, just, and you've said a lot of that here, but just if someone is striving for this, and this is what they want to do with their career, their life, what would be some advice you would give that person? Well, I guess be prepared not to make money or to have a second job. I think that'd be the, the big thing. Um, you, yeah, again, you got to want it. Because it is, it is a, it is a, it really is a brutal, brutal industry. There was a job opening in a pretty good Southern market and someone got it with almost no experience, not no experience, but like right out of school experience. Uh, it, it is, it's not fair. This industry, you know, it, you know, one, I mean, one day you're working at a sports talk, radio station and the next day it goes country and you have no say over it. Mm -hmm. uh, so be prepared to enjoy, all right, the, uh, to enjoy the ride um, and make sure you find a place that A, you want to live and B, you like the people you work with. Because if you don't, if you don't like either one of those, you're not going to be good at your job. Um, so you got to find a place that you like to live. I like living in Lafayette. I've lived here now. Technically, I guess six years, five and a half before, and now and now a half a year. Um, you gotta you gotta be able to like where you live and like the people you work with because you know you're with them more often. And, you know the way I see it is I cover sports. I, I you know as Dan Levertard says, we're in this you know in the sandbox of this of the media world, and it should be fun, right? We learned that you know this week even more so here in Louisiana. You know, Greg Brooks Jr. had a brain tumor removed. Uh, you know, LSU safety. And we're, you know, complaining about that, you know, the Saints didn't look as good as they should have against the Panthers. I mean, you know, we got to keep it all in perspective. Uh, but, you know, the big picture is, you know, make sure this is what you want to do. Make sure you know what comes with it. Make sure you are where you want to be. And if you're not exactly where you want to be, pick up and move and try to get the job there. And then, you know, be patient. Um, Jim Costa, you know, he got let go from whatever his job was like three years ago, somehow worked his way into 97, won the ticket, one of the highest rated sports stations in America in Detroit, uh, been doing uh, nights and filling in wherever. And all of a sudden he was just named the morning show. So his dream has come true. And it's been at least, I mean, he says 11 and a half years in the making. I know it's been about, you know, about three years in the making. Um, since he got let go for no reason other than cutbacks. So, and he's really good at what he does. Now he's got a morning show. Now he's a morning show host in Detroit. So, and here's the other thing. It's a game of attrition because people will leave, right? People will move on. All right. A lot of people are, it's not just sports talk radio. It's TV. It's, you know, they, they want their weekends back, you know, instead of working 60 to 80 hours a week, plus including the weekends. Now they're working, you know, 40 or 50 hours a week and they want to be with their families. And so there are job openings out there. Uh, you just got to know what comes with it. And I, we haven't even mentioned this. So, you know, you don't even need a radio station. People are doing this on their own, right? You can start a podcast on your own. I'm not even sure it costs a hundred bucks. 
You need a you need a, a microphone and the internet, and all of a sudden you're a podcaster, and that's it. Well, maybe mm-hmm. a little audio. So you know, put something together every day. It doesn't have to be three hours. You know, I remember Colin Coward is like, I got to do you know whatever it is like five. I got to do you know four or five segments an hour, and then I can repeat myself. Because people who are listening at the first hour probably aren't listening at the second hour when you're on radio. So just get in there and do 20 minutes of, of whatever you're doing, right? It can be high school. It can be whatever it is, wherever your area is, college, pros, whatever. But, you know, make make some tape. Make some tape. Make some, fi- you know, audio files, and you can send those off. And if you find the right person, they will uh, they'll um, review it and get back to you and, and make suggestions. So. And then you just never know. You just never know. You know, you're sending it off to somebody and, you know, they don't have anything for you. All of a sudden they get a new job and they may have something for you. So it's always good. Also, the big part of this industry is networking. You got to you got to make sure that you get out and you know introduce yourself to people. And there's also opportunities for that. This was fun. David, have you owned the show? As always, uh, let the listeners and viewers, uh, where, can they, where can they find you? Where can they check out a podcast, a radio show, all the good stuff you're doing? Yeah, you can check out the podcast, uh, Locked on Sunbelt, on YouTube. Please subscribe. We're getting close to that that uh, magical mark of a 1,000 subscribers. Uh, and you also you can get Locked on Sunbelt wherever you get your audio podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify seem to be the most popular. But if you search Locked on Sunbelt wherever you get your audio podcasts, you'll be able to find it there. So I appreciate the time, uh, Philip. Thanks very much for having me on. Oh, yeah, always, Dave. And I look forward to talking to you some down the road. All right, and once again, thanks to David Schultz. Go check out Locked on Sunbelt. We'll keep up all things Sunbelt. I know for the local audience here, uh, checking on Wiregrass Daily News and in the Wiregrass area, of course, you want to keep up with Troy. Go follow David Schultz. Go subscribe either on YouTube or the podcast of Locked on Sunbelt. So now I'm going to close out the show with the question of the week or question of the day. I'm going to start doing this more often, especially as we're in the offseason of football. Uh, who is the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? Of course, after the Super Bowl last week, there have been a lot of conversations about that. 28 years old, he's now won his third Super Bowl, uh, multiple MVPs in the Super Bowl. So and at that age, you've got to kind of think with Mahomes, it could be no end in sight. He could catch Brady, perhaps. This is You see with Brady with seven Super Bowls. And you look at that, you said, there's no way anybody can catch it. When they look at Mahomes with three, and look, the Bills, Josh Allen, they can't get past them. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson, the same way. So it could look like we are in a, a new era of a quarterback with Patrick Mahomes and what he's able to do in clutch into these games, pulling these wins out for the Chiefs. So a lot of people have been talking about it. So I went to social media, first up on X, formerly known as Twitter. I put the question up as a poll. Now, 71% said Brady, 29% said Mahomes, and this is with 38 votes. Uh, I got some comments on the post on X. Rob Williams, uh, one of my colleagues over at Last World of College Football, he says, okay, you wrote me in PJ Brady, and I die on that hill. Uh, St- Stuart Brooklyn, you need to go check out his podcast. It's really good. Uh, he said Brady, but Mahomes is on his way. Xavier Manley until Mahomes wins seven rings, and one of those is with his first season on a completely different team, Brady wins. Now, let's go over and look at Facebook. I posted a questionnaire and got comments as well. Howard Trey says, I mean, at the moment, it is Brady, but Mahomes looks like he can take it over. 
Kent Hamilton, I believe it's still Brady for now, but I believe by the time all is said and done, Mahomes will surpass Brady. Mahomes is more of an athlete than Brady and is also a much better person. Even if Mahomes' numbers don't quite reach Brady's, I believe they will. Mahomes' character will will help him rise above all the others. Charles McNally, Bradshaw, that's when real men played and didn't have a speaker in the year telling him what to do. Uh, Michael Dubofsky, uh, Tom Brady, Mahomes is certainly doing very well, but he's got a ways to go. Uh, Mark Allen, Brady, as far as accomplishments, Mahomes, as far as natural talent. Uh, David Moore says neither. Uh, Drew Crabtree, still Brady, but Mahomes is well on his way to surpass. Brady went 10 years between rings three and four, and that could be how Mahomes catches him. In terms of sheer talent, I think Mahomes has it already. LOL. And then Josh Boutwell didn't say a name, but he had a uh, a gif of uh, Steve Young. So that's kind of those thoughts there. So here's mine. I think, and I kind of gave it away on t- on Twitter anyways. I'm going with Brady, and I have many reasons for it. Now, Mahomes could catch him. I'm not saying he can't. He, he can't. And look, as many people have stated, Mahomes is the more naturally gifted player. I mean, just as an athlete, a lot better running ability than Brady, which Mahomes is not a great runner, but he's a he can get the job done. We saw that in the Super Bowl. And then obviously the, the pure arm talent that Patrick Mahomes has. But I say with Brady here, and this is going to be some things I think Mahomes got to look at. Somebody brought up the fact is that Tom Brady went with a different team one. And that's where I'm going to go with this. With Patrick Mahomes, can he win one without Andy Reid? Because, look, we all got to believe, and you, you see Andy Reid, he doesn't probably have a whole lot of years left coaching. So there's going to come a point where Patrick Mahomes is no longer going to have Andy Reid. So how much of Patrick Mahomes' success and where he's made it and developed as a player is because of Andy Reid? I think that's a big part of it. And obviously, we know with Brady and Belichick, they won six titles together. Brady goes to Tampa Bay. He wins one without Belichick. Belichick's not coaching right now. He couldn't even get a job after departing ways from New England, and we saw what happened with Belichick there. Another thing, the longevity. Can Patrick Mahomes play to his 45 years old? I think that's another question, too, because that's one thing that I think that makes Tom Brady great. So even if Mahomes was to catch him and get to seven, and we'll look at it, and somebody mentioned the numbers. I'm, I'm without a doubt. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to probably have all the records when he when he retires, whenever that day comes. But playing to his 45, I mean, the longevity for Tom Brady there and playing at elite level at age 44, the next last year, you could really make an argument Brady should have been the MVP of the league. Aaron Rodgers got it, and I think some of that also had to deal with the fact that um, Aaron Rodgers' team had the best record in FC that year, you know, all that, all that stuff, anyways. But with Brady playing at that high level at that age, look, the last year in Tampa, we all know Tom Brady had some personal stuff going on. I think there were some issues within that team, too, as well. So I'm not gonna hold too much of that last year. And they still made the playoffs. I mean, I know they were eight, nine in horrible division with the NFC South, but still, they made it, they made the playoffs. So that's kind of like where I see that. And, and yes, Brady went 10 years between titles, which he went to two Super Bowls, lost both of those to the Giants. Of course, we know the undefeated season in 2011. 
that's kind of what I said. I got Brady there. I'm not saying Mahomes can't catch him, but at the same time, I just kind of want to see some things with Mahomes. Can't. How does he do without Andy Reid? Can he win one without Andy Reid? That's going to be a thing. Look, Travis Kelsey, we've seen it this year. He's slowing down. He had he had a good playoffs, but he was not, from the whole overall season, the best tight end in Super Bowl. That was George Kittle. George Kittle was first-team All-Pro. So he, he's slowing down, and the Chiefs have got to find some receivers, which I'm, I'm pretty sure they will. So there's still some things on that team. And look – we talk about Josh Allen and the Bills, how they haven't been able to knock off the Chiefs, get past them in the playoffs, and then what happened with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. That's another deal. But there is a team out there that's proven they could beat this team in the playoffs, and that's the Bengals. I mean, Joe Burrow's one and one. That's basically the, the head-to-head between Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Of course, the Bengals, Joe Burrow was hurt this year. They didn't make the playoffs. That seems to be the team that gives all. Uh, She's the most trouble that in any team led by Tom Brady. Of course, Tom Brady's not in the league anymore. So we'll just see how this goes down the road. But obviously for me, I'm going with Tom Brady right now uh, due to obviously the seven Super Bowls. Being able to win one without Belichick I think is big. And then doing it until he's 45. So we'll see. But uh, Mahomes is on his way. So obviously we can see it, but – Look, when Brady won his third, we thought, okay, there, there was no way there'd be 10 years between championships, but there were. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I appreciate everybody who commented and participated in that question. And you can always get at me at P. Jordan SEC on social media. You can email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. Everybody, that's going to do it. Like I said, one podcast this week. I'll be back next week with some more uh, audio content for you. Uh, once again, remember, you can follow me on social media at P. Jordan SEC. The podcast is available over at Wiregrass Daily News or wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. And if you leave just four stars, you're just a straight-up hater. You can also check out my YouTube channel, Philip Jordan Sports YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, off notifications, and please comment on a video. And I'll also read those on a future edition. You can email me at sportstalkphilipjordan at gmail.com and check out all my written work over at Last Word on college football. Everybody has a great week. Talk to you guys next week, like I said, with some more great audio content. Till next time. Bye-bye.